Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to another episode of uh, the real Millwall franchise, Acton Millwall, in conjunction with the Lucas Roll Report. Does he have one ball? Does he have two balls? Does he have any balls at all? Duh, duh, duh. It's the Lucas Ball Report as we look on uh, following that chocolate extravaganza Easter Monday up the villa and, uh, well, a, a narrow, narrow defeat for Millwall. Joining me this evening to look back at um, well, an interesting Easter for the Lions is... Uh, is, is the empresario, the daddy of all things Millwall. It's Mr. Nick Hart. Except no substitute, dear listeners, except no substitute. Exactly. Uh, the king of the club shop, uh, the, uh, the, the big man of bargains, it's young Mickey Avery. I've got the price gun in my hand, Mr. Paul, as we speak. Good man. And, of course, we've got Chernobyl Charlie, the legend that is. Currently in reactor number four, his documentary is about to come out on Sky Atlantic. Check it out next week. Chernobyl Charlie, are you with us? I am still with you. With you, I am um, about to be put into the radiation shower as we speak. <laughs> you, you, you keep the, those isotopes glowing, mate. You keep them glowing. Uh, very quickly, um, just while we're doing I've this, just intro, seen a, I've just seen a bloke who looks suspicious, like Sheldon Archer. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, maybe he's got a part-time little gig going on there. He needs a uh, Yeah. Sp- speaking of like the intros, I just want to say congratulations uh, to Fulham captain. Tom Kearney, who celebrated the birth of his son this week, um, and has named him possibly the worst name I can what, ever think of. He's named his, his son Aubrey. Aubrey? Wow. And all I can think of is, is only four oh, and horses. When he's just like, <laughs> is anyone out there called Aubrey? Oh, I am Aubrey Kearney. was Aubrey. Poor little son. Old Aubrey Kearney. So, yeah, good luck with the uh, bullying, Aubrey Kearney. Anyway, let's look back at... Uh, to be fair, he'll go to, I think he'll go to private school and be fine, mate. I won't worry about him too much. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, let's look back at, uh, at an interesting weekend, an Easter weekend for the Lions. A point at home to Brentford when 
let's be fair, Millwall could have got, uh, could have got, could have, should have got all three Brentford down to ten men early on in the game. We're looking back at a narrow defeat at the hands of Aston Villa, who uh, record. I think it's a tenth straight win now for the villains. Um, gents, you were there for the uh, the game at the Den. Yeah, what was it like? Yeah. <laughs> Then um, we should have beaten Brentford by all you know all normal reckoning, but unfortunately the truth of it was Aaron that Brentford looked a better side, looked the hungrier side, uh, certainly had more quality, and I think that's that 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 Q word quality has been where we've fallen short all season. Um, you know the the fact that it, it's it's a London derby, there was no sense of um, dynamism for me over the course of the game, and I didn't see much dynamism at Villa Park on Monday on, on watching the stream, so. It was a very disappointing weekend for me. Results have combined to make it a better weekend than it probably otherwise should have been. Um, but no, it's. I was just saying off air, listeners, it's the kind of season where you just can't wait for it to end now. You know, I think everyone, Neil Harris included, just wants to get through to safety and, <laughs> and get, get over the line and just get it over and done with, get through to the summertime. Young Mickey, it feels like Millwall aren't like walking to this finish line. They're just sort of like tripping every other step they're stumbling like a pissed man walking down uh, walking down Zampa Road mate what's going on do, do you know what it, it's it's not even the sort of the fact that the opposition are sort of that much better than us if you get what I'm trying to say like Brentford were you know like head and shoulders above us it's the fact we don't seem to learn from mistakes I mean five minutes after we scored they scored that effort in the top corner yes. and then just before half time they had an identical effort where he's hit the crossbar and you think, you know, you've been punished by letting the man cut inside 10, 15 yards with the ball to let him do it again 20 minutes later or, or the same play, should I say, not the same player, but the same play again. You know, it's just, it's just unforgivable. And, and we must be the only team in the country that when, when the team goes down to 10 men against you, you half fancy the 10 men. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we've seen that many, many times, haven't we? I mean, it's, it's almost become a standing joke at the den. Once the other team go down to 10 men, it, it, the celebratory nature of the red card goes out the window because you know we're going to struggle against 10. I don't know why it should be so. Um, we're, we're set up basically as a counter-attacking team. Listeners, he just had the greatest speech ever made. It was the get your burger dress of football, and then unfortunately yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the internet let him down. Ben Thompson going out of the game is, is what can only be described as the only Millwall fan with a clue at the moment. I mean, I said it on Sky on Saturday, uh, on Easter Monday after watching us at Villa. Without him, we, we're lost. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, what what were we doing before we had him? Because I can't remember a time before Ben Thompson all season. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's so weird that suddenly he's become, gone from being on loan and it don't matter, to suddenly becoming the most important player in the side. You know, you can't, you can't make it up. Exactly. And, and, like we, and like we said as well, Harry, in our, in our sort of like, as we said between the four of us on... On, on the weekends, Let, let's be brutally honest. When, when you loan out a young player to the lower divisions, you don't expect them to come straight back into your first team and arguably be player of the season. We're not going to get into the conversation of you can vote him or not because, you know, we've gone over that enough times. Mm. But when he's playing at that level where you think, let's be honest, you were in the division below. Yes, you were top of the division below, but you were still at technically a poorer standard. You weren't 
one of, on paper, the better midfielders. That's why we let you go. And arguably, let's be honest, it was only the former Portsmouth that brought him back because I think that we would have kept him there all season. And it's a testament to him as a player. But also, those, no, but also, Harry, those around him have got to ask, how has this young man, credit to him or not, walked into this team so easily? He should never have been let out on loan, should he? Last season, the only reason why he weren't getting into the side was because we were on a fantastic run and we kept him out of the side and played 4 4 2. That was it. You know, you loaned him out, for some unknown reason, Jim Carrican was seen as the future, a man that had no hips left and, um, you know, looked like he was tracking tree ball. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just debilitating, really. And so's that fucking alarm. <laughs> I've, I've missed I've missed that speech announcer that you have up the Chernobyl now. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Someone can't get their shit together and get their line running tonight. Let's push on and, and, and talk about the game Easter Monday, Aston Villa. Of course, you know, it, it was always going to be a tough game. They were chasing a record-breaking 10th successive league when they've created a new club record. They've broken a record that stood since 1910. Um, you know, that, that it was a, an interesting goal by... Jonathan Codger, and you've got, to, you've got to pay tribute to, to Dave Martin as well, who kept Millwall in the game the latter stages. He was absolutely brilliant, but there were chances for Millwall. Yeah, we had a good shot for Jed Wallace early in the first half. Um, and I didn't think we looked too bad in the first half. I mean, I, I, I posted on Twitter that we weren't too bad without being all that great either. It was, it was a very um, it was a workmanlike performance in the first half. Villa took their chance where we don't take our chances, and I didn't think we ever really showed much once we went behind. I didn't think we ever stood much chance of getting back into it. And the fact that we didn't bring our Millwall A game to the occasion, given the circumstances, we were playing like it was an end-of-season, mid-table, going-nowhere kind of fixture. And I I just find that unforgivable. Um, what lies behind it, I don't know. You, you'll see a lot of stuff on, on the net about the managerial decisions, the choices at various critical points of the season. Um but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I certainly accept that Neil Harris is ultimately responsible. But it's the, it's the 11 players that go out onto the pitch. I mean, I didn't see enough drive and, and, um, and effort. I'm going to sound a bit like Roy Keane last night, Harry, so I apologise to you. Because in, on, a, on a reduced basis, that's what the, the criticism I would level at some of these Millwall players. That they just weren't putting 100% into that game on, on, on uh, Easter Monday for me. I don't think it's just Easter Monday, Nick. I think it's been a lot of the season that the players need to look at themselves, if honest. Um, I know that sounds harsh, and I know, but when but when you're in this sort of dogfight and you're near the bottom of the table, you 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 need to win games. And and this and with all due respect, I know you said it was a, it was an okay performance and it was a workmanlike performance. It doesn't mean anything if you're in the bottom three at the end of the season. We need to pick up points. We need to win games, or at least worst case scenario, pick up a draw somewhere. At the end of that, this kind of drab campaign. I mean, there's one or two moments I put a, a, a post on Twitter earlier on about highlights and and lowlights, and, and many people come back with the same kind of uh, moments. The Everton game being the the cup game being the highlight of the season, and the reason it was a, it was such a highlight was it felt like Millwall for once. You know, the, mm. the crowd were fired up. The you could touch the atmosphere. The the, the team were fired up, giving 100%. And there's been whole stretches of the season where the team has been second best, third best. Talk about the tactics, yeah, OK, hoof ball, long ball, direct, whatever way you want to put it. But if the, if the players don't bring 100% to, even if you don't like the tactics, they don't bring 100%, no manager on earth can, can do, any, you know, do any more than what, what you're seeing. I, th- I think Neil Harris 
is desperate for this season to end. Absolutely begging and pleading. This is not the just, only just, one. Just, just, just mate. But, but you know, you can tell by his demeanour, the way he, yeah. he he talks to journos, the way he, he seems very impatient. He seems very aggy. I don't like using the word, you know, but he seems very aggy. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to stick around. He literally just wants to move on. And I really wonder, you know, how many of that squad will be there next season, how many he'd look to bring in. I think he's got a hell of a job on next season. I saw a lot of, uh, there was a post earlier of a lot of players who are going to be out of contract at the end of the season. Um, and yeah, it, it, you do get that sense of a clear out time. A lot of very average players who have performed below average for me this season. Achtung, Milbein. Easter Monday's result was was obviously um, wishy-washy um, in, in one sense. I mean, obviously, Aston Villa are on a roll, 10-game roll. Um, you, you know, you don't do that unless you're a very, very strong side. But I just don't think we brought our, our, Millwall, um, our Millwall vibe to, to, to the occasion. I'm just looking at a few tweets here. I mean, um, Dan said Dave Martin was the only player to come out of any credit from the game on Monday. The rest couldn't be bothered. Um, there's losing, having it a go, and then there's this no bottle from the majority of these players. Need a massive overhaul, and he name checks Meredith, Leonard, Morrison, um, Elliot, and Marshall. All terrible. Here's a, here's a question though, right? Touch, touching on that, what some of those what tweets, what people are saying, and I will, be, I will be honest, I do agree with with, with most of them because some of the performances I've seen this season have been poor. Do you think this is a Millwall thing or a lack of budget, or do you think this actually may be a wider thing in football? Because as we were discussing off air before, Manchester United haven't seemed like they've been bothered all season. You know, you've got arguments where other clubs in the Premier League who should be up there aren't. You know, Huddersfield are down there at the bottom; they're giving it a go. Fair enough, but you know, Fulham. They've they've never they've never been there. I'm not denying that Millwall don't give it a go. They give it a go, but it's the quality, mate. Like for example, I'm gonna look at the Rotherham United squad, and I can pick out probably three or four players that would actually probably make a difference. Rotherham are actually giving it a fucking go, and you've got to say fair play to them for that. You know, like you look at someone like Matic on the left hand side; he's a decent player. Um, that key for more. I don't know where the hell he's gone. Uh, but, you know, Ben Purrington, he's on loan at Charlton. He's a decent player. Um, Rodak isn't a bad keeper either. Don't get me wrong, he's shipping goals for fun. But, you know, he, he's, he's done very, very well for him. But, like, you know, I just think it's there's, there's such a distinct lack of quality in that squad that, you know, I mean, Mel could have caused problems for Villa. On, on, on Monday, mate, it was there. And the problem with Villa is, as I mentioned to everyone, you know, give it an hour. They'll play champagne football for an hour, and then they'll get frustrated. You frustrate them for an hour, and it's like it's like an alligator. Yeah, you can pounce on him. Then I don't know how long it takes to pounce on an alligator, but yeah, you can get him. Yeah, but like, it was like, who did you bring on? Fucking Morrison, Morrison, mate. Like, just yeah, oh. yeah, there's, there's, there's there's no depth on the bench, is there at all? There, there's there's there, we we had we had a similar thing last season, didn't we? Where you know, like Neil Harris was picking the same eleven, or you know, due to sort of substitute, uh, not substitution, suspensions, whatever he would put, put people on. But I remember last season, and Nick, you'll know a bit more as well. You turn mm. around and you'd think the bench doesn't inspire much confidence. You know, you, you had a, a, a certain amount of players who, maybe apart from Kale, you'd look at and think, would would you put sort of Elliot on in front of Morrison the way Morrison played last year? You know, would you put some of these players on this year? 
I think it's got worse. Like, as, as you just touched on there, Aaron, you're chasing a game, you're chasing a goal. You need to win a game or you need to sort of equalise. And all you've got is, with all due respect, Steve Morrison and Jerry Skalak. And that's no disrespect to those players. But if you look at Skalak, he's, he's not kicked the ball for months. No, what I mean... confidence does that inspire? When we had reception with Harry earlier on, he made a very good point about the loss of Ben Thompson. I mean, Thompson... Um, losing Thompson in the, in the course of the Brentford game changed it completely. There was suddenly no dynamism in midfield. There was no one willing to, you know, make that extra kind of tackle, that extra yard in, in pace. And um, unforgivably for me, no one that seems to take up the, the leadership role. I mean, for, for a young boy of, I don't know how old Ben is now, he must be early early 20s, but for him to be the linchpin, having been away at Pompey and, and still fundamentally learning his trade is a damning indictment i mean i i, I watched um the goal on, on easter monday was kind of fairly soon after a very very loose pass from ryan leonard a player that i've praised recently because i thought well maybe starting to turn a corner i wasn't very impressed with him at the start of the season when he first came to us he improved but then to make such a loose pass in such a critical situation uh, which then led on to a passenger play in, in the end produced a goal I just think is it just indicates a, a team that I mean, as you say, Aaron, it, it it lacks such quality. And you know, I'm, I'm not saying we've got to be Barcelona. I don't think we can be Barcelona, but you know, we can do better than what we're doing at the moment. It unfortunately keeps coming back to the quality of the manager, and it's a hard thing to say because Neil Harris is who he is. He, he occupies this place in the pantheon of Millwall legends, but. Um, there's only one I, man in the end makes the decisions, and that's him. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. But I agree with you on some bits. Maybe he's not a great man manager, but as a coach, he's got something decent out of, let's be fair, I reckon it's a poor squad of players. He's managed to keep them fighting. He really, really, really has managed to do that. And and you look at like, last season, he managed to do what he did last season, which was absolutely brilliant. But, you know, let's let's be fair. You know, I know the second coming of Jesus was at Easter, but Neil Harris ain't a fucking miracle worker. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he's, not, he's not someone who you expect miracles off. But he has done very, very well with this squad. And, I, and I'm just thinking, is it a case of... And, and do you know what? Actually, funny enough, eight goals from Bradshaw and things could be different. Things could have been different, you know? Yeah, we've um, had no luck. We've had no luck. No, um, zero. And another striker, Nick. Let's be fair. In January, it's baffling how they didn't go and get another striker. Baffling. Absolutely not. Elliot, I'm sorry, is not good enough, mate. Is not good enough. How they didn't go for Lyle Taylor in the summer, I don't know. Like, just where is the recruitment team? you you really got to wonder these things. But, you know, I, I'm, I'd, I'd love to hear from actually some Millwall fans actually... What do you want from this summer? Do you want Neil Harris to walk away? Because his personality and his demeanour at the moment isn't very positive. Do you want him to walk away? Do you want to bring someone else in? Someone with a different vibe, with a different way of doing things? You know, let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair. When a club tries to change its image, when a club tries to change its style of football drastically, it doesn't, it takes time. It doesn't work. Let's look at Crystal Palace down the road. They, you know, they, they left off, I think it was with Big Sam, didn't they? You know, playing Route 1 with yeah. Big Sam, they brought in De Boer and sacked him off after seven games because he was trying to play a different brand of football. Are you going to get someone who's going to come in next season trying to impose a style and then it all fucks up and we will go down? Or are we saying, we've got Neil Harris right now, give him the money, give him the tools, John Barrelson, give him £2 million, £3 million, £4 million, let him go and raid the free transfers, let him work well with loans, go and do some business 
and bring in players that will actually settle mid, uh, Millwall into the mid table. I think the problem with I mean, investments, right? I mean, we, we are in the championship, which is um, it's not the Premier League, Aaron, but it is a very rich man's league in its own right. Probably in European terms, it would stand up with many, many national leagues around the continent. So it's it's no place for um, you know sticky back plastic and sellotape approach, which is how, kind of how we're trying to do it. We're a, a small fish in in a, in a very very big pond. Um, so yeah, there is there is a need for investment. I would love Neil Harris to succeed. I mean, I, you know, everyone that's of uh, my generation's going back, you know, we, we know who Neil Harris is. We know what he represents. We know the story and we want this kind of um, this romantic Hollywood movie ending where he's a successful manager. Um, I think he, I think you're right. He's, he's got maximum of some very limited players. It poses the question as to who signed those players. I mean, Tom Elliott, who signed him, well, that was Neil Harris. Um, one that was it one and a half million for for Ryan Leonard, or was it one one point two five million for Ryan Leonard? He's not really delivered that amount of money by Millwall. Big money by Millwall. He's come Leonard, from so. Le- League One, League Two, though. Let's be fair, like Ryan Leonard. You know, he had his his best spell of form in League Two when Southend were promoted back in twenty. 20- 15. But you know, I, I just want to like bring it on to something else, Nick. You look at Sheffield United, Sheffield United have proven you can do it without an ex- you know an extortionate budget. Um, next season is going to be interesting. Derby will not have the same resources as next, uh, you know, as this season, next season. Neither will Middlesbrough, neither will Bristol City. I don't think how well Sheffield Wednesday won't. I've been told on good grounds that Swansea are um, you know, they could be going under. Their American owners want out. Forest mm. more than likely have another FFP thing. Brentford owe their owner £100 million. QPR have got a, um, a, a an embargo. Birmingham have got financial shit. Reading have got financial shit. Wigan have got financial shit. You know, the team's coming from below. I can't see Luton going and spending big. Sunderland, if they come up, who knows? You know, I think next year it'll be a more competitive division, but you won't see you know, the masses of spending that you're seeing at the moment. You won't see Norwich going out like £20 million or however much it is on a whole on transfers. I I, I really think there is going to be... The, the Millwall scouting team, the recruitment team, they need to go and look for value. They need to look for value and they need to be shrewd in what they do. Looking at the loans market, looking at the free transfers and seeing who they can pick up. Again, look at Sheffield United. They don't spend big bucks. They've managed to do it. They've managed to do something well, and 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 it's proved it, it, it's played it, it, it's paid off very very well. Where is where is the value? If you don't mind me asking, I mean, obviously your your knowledge of like football in the lower leagues is a lot more than than ours. But if you look, for example, was it Tom Pope when he was at sort of Notts County or someone like that a few years ago, or Port Vale or somewhere like that, wasn't it in League Two mm. when he scored like twenty eight goals? I think Millwall sniffed around him, and they were like eight hundred grand. 800 grand for a League Two striker. You know, you know. I know he scores goals, but that is still the fourth tier of English football, and they want nearly a million pounds for him. What, what, where, where do you look if you haven't got that money? You know. Oh, the, rec- the recruitment team went for a phase of earning nothing but praise on the, in the amongst Millwall circles, and and they were, you know, the, the players they were bringing in were Millwall type players to coin a phrase. And it just seems to have gone a little bit off the boil. And I think, I think the, I mean, we've, we've signed Bradshaw got injured immediately and that's terribly bad luck. You know, you, that's, that's football, but that, that, that took away one of our million pound signings, which is, you know, we broke the, uh, the, the club record to sign him and then he's gone almost as he arrived. Although there was a period where he didn't play, which I found odd, but anyway, that, that, yeah. yeah, that was, there's, there's been these bizarre 
decisions like that. Then he's injured, so everyone moves on from that. Um, the Ryan Leonard was was one point something million. Another another major signing in middle terms. Um, he, he's okay. He's okay. I, 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 he's had moments where I, I start to see the glimmer of the player that I think that we thought we were signing. Um, and then he'll make a loose pass. He, he, he's, he's not as valuable to us as, say, Jules Savile was last year. Um, I don't know what's become of Jules Savile. He's probably starting for Middlesbrough or, 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 or how it's going for him up there. But we, the, the players we've signed this season have not been brilliant. Skalak um, got ill. Um, that's another sad story, isn't it? You know, um, not played much. We haven't seen anything of him. And it's just been this, this succession of... Um, passages of, of games, phases of games where we've looked fucking awful and there's been too many of these these incidents throughout the season where you you, you start to look for some other something beyond just the the, the, the you know the individuals. It, it becomes a malaise of, of the squad. And I, I just don't think the squad generally generally in the, at the moment is, is up to it. And we, we saw that at Villa Park. So I just don't think we brought anything to that particular party. I, um, I, I worry next year and I think Personally, I think the loan market could be could be much better used. But you know, I'm I'm gonna bring it back to a question which I which I I've used on other pods and I've used talking to other you know fans of other clubs, which is you know when players are being loaned from the big clubs, sort of you know your United, your Liverpool's, Chelsea's, Arsenal, yep. City's, yep. do they look at the club who they're sending the player to and question whether their player is going to be improved by X manager or Y manager. And I look at someone like Harry Wilson, who went to, to, to Derby, you know, from from, uh, from Liverpool. Absolutely class act. But do you reckon that Liverpool have sat there and gone, you know what, you'd actually learn something from Frank Lampard there. In the same way Fred on your dimmer, Fred went to, to Wickham. Do you yeah. reckon Neil Harris has gone, do you know what, I reckon he will learn something from, from, from Gareth Ainsworth down there, you know, how to become a more gritty player, X, Y, Z. Do, do you reckon people don't want to send players to Millwall? Is that the situation? What is it? I think that, and, and, and me and Nick have touched on this before, and I think that, as as much as there is a Millwall type player, don't get me wrong. You know, like we've we had this argument before with the types of Lewis Grabbins and you mm. know people say that. But I do also think that sometimes we play on that a bit too much. If you get if you get what I'm trying to say, because for example, when under Holloway, when we signed, was it Fabrini from Middlesbrough? No? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. now I didn't think he did too bad for us. Don't get me wrong. He he was he was a an, an okayish player in a poor side. But as soon as Neil Harris came in, he sent him straight back and was like, he's not a Mill-type player, which is fine. However, at the time, Fabrini wasn't actually doing too bad and was one of the better players. So I think that, and I remember Neil Harris saying last season, I don't know if you remember as well, Nick, when he said that he's had offers of certain players. I think there was talks of like Arsenal youngsters and basically he turned them down because they were saying they could only have a certain, like they had to play a certain amount of minutes. And Neil Harris yeah. said, no, they're only good at but I think that he, I think that Millwall and Neil Harris play on that too much. If you get what I'm trying to say. I mean, a classic example for me of a player who improved by coming to another manager at Millwall was was Harry Kane. He came from Spurs, and that was under Kenny Jacket, I think, Michael, when when yes, Kane right. played for us. Um, and you know that that particular story is 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 now legend. You know, we all know what 
where, where Harry Kane finished up. And he came to us as a, as a youngster. He'd been around a few other clubs, but he came to Millwall. And it's widely publicised that that's probably where he really learned the value of his own talent and what it meant, what it could do for himself and the, and the team around him. So, um, And it's interesting that Ben Thompson has gone to Kenny Jacket at Pompey and has clearly improved. He's got depth to his game now that he didn't have previously. Um, he, he's got a, you know, he's, he's got uh, almost has almost an extra second on the ball now that he didn't seem to have um, in his previous guys. So clearly, um, other clubs to answer your point, Aaron. Other clubs feel they can send players to maybe the likes of a Kenny Jacket, a, a, a highly experienced um, manager, player, and manager. Whereas, do they send them to Neil Harris? Well, we're not seeing any, are we? We're not. So the, you know, um, there must be a reason behind that, and it's it's harsh. But football is a harsh business, and you're you know you're governed by the results. Um, if they're not going your way, as they're not, not been going our way for much of the season, then in the role of manager, it's, it's, it, the buck stops with you, and quite a well-paid buck, incidentally. I, you know, I, th- I think sometimes we we forget that these are players and the managers that are. You know, they're not on the London living wage. They're doing okay, so they are entitled to be criticised because people pay good money to go and watch their team, who they they care about deeply. And you know, I, I keep coming back to the Bolton game where we we travelled the length of the country and saw an absolutely appalling display from a Mill team yeah. that were way way off off the pace. And there was a there was a torrent of abuse because people just had enough of it. So I don't buy this idea that some people should be beyond criticism. I, I do think that the team this season has been poor. Some of the players we've signed have been poor. I, I, I think Tom Elliott is a very willing player, but you know you could easily put him into a League Two team, a League One bottom table of, uh, of a League One side. He came from AFC Wimbledon. No disrespect to them, but you know oh, you've um, got the wrong striker. We've got the wrong put striker. Simply, the wrong striker from Wimbledon. Put, put uh, very very simply. And finding the right striker is the job of of people who do. You know, that's that's what they get paid for, and if you don't do it, it's a it's a results business. And unfortunately, we've not performed well this season. This is a big summertime coming up, though. There's a lot of players out of contracts. I, I did have a list of them, and I can't find it for the moment. But I'm I'm sure about half of the current squad are out of contract, including the likes of Jordan Nigel. I'm, I'm sure I read Tony Cliff and one or two others. Um, Can I just say, Dave, Dave Martin needs to get a new deal. I he's done really well for us. His experience will he's done really well. prove telling next year. I think it really, really will be important. Especially if we're bringing a new back line in or, you know, a couple of players into the back line or whatever you're doing, a new fullback. To have someone who's experienced, who's solid, I, th- I think you do very well. I, th- I mean, I think Dave Martin kept us in the game at Villa Park. It would have been more, but for Dave Martin's, you know, um, skills in, in goal. Um, he has his little moments. I mean, obviously, he'll be haunted by the Brighton last minute um, for a long time to come. He sometimes looks a little bit flappy at, at, at some balls, but that's you know, so did Jordan Archer previously and so do many other goalkeepers you see in the modern game. Um, I, I don't know he, if it's... He's a, he's a good steady Eddie to have. He's, he's, he's like that kind of Tim Carter goalkeeper we had when Casey Keller was there, you know, that sort of... You know, he he'll, he'll yeah. be a good a good a good steady number two if your goalkeeper breaks his hand and is out for six weeks. And that's no disrespect to Dave Martin's ability. You know, we, if if we had a good solid number one, that'd be a very good one and two pair in my opinion. Dan I, Bentley, Dan Bentley from Brentford. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I hear he's on the way out. Exactly, but Bentley Bentley is yeah. your one. Yeah, Bentley is your one, and Martin is your two. I'll take yeah. that all day long. 
the quality of the crossing on Monday and, and for that matter, against Brentford on, on Good Friday was very poor. I think, you know, if we're going to be criticising, we've got to be criticising Ben Marshall and Jed Wallace because the number of times balls are coming in from the wings on either side and not beating the first defender was, well, I, I, you'd lose count of it. The, I mean, I mean, credit Jed, he had a great opportunity and the keeper saved very, very well. He did well, from, yeah. From, from, from Jed Wallace. So, you know, you've got but to that was our one I agree with you. Yeah, that was that one shot on goal. I can't remember any others offhand on, on, on Monday at all. It, it's it's tough. It's, it's the end of a long, hard season. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the end of it. I'm hoping that we survive, obviously. And I think we've got lucky with results. Rotherham getting beaten on, on Easter Monday was a massive result for us. Birmingham putting three past them. And by, you know, by hook or by crook, we now have one more win. If we can get a win over Stoke on Saturday, we can... Um, you know, heave a huge sigh of relief. Even if I think if Rotherham get beat on Saturday, I think that 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 pretty much leaves us mathematically safe. But um, no, I, I'm looking forward to getting this season over and done with. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Wonderwall Cup 2019 will be held at the Den, Bank Holiday Sunday, May the 26th, 2019. Lions legends including Jimmy Carter, Alex Ray and the star of Championship Manager Cherno Samba will take on the stars of social media including the F2 freestylers Bradley Simmons and comedian Man Like Hacks. Why not make it a family day out? £10 entry fee for adults? £6 for the under-16s and just £3 for the under-12s. The proceeds from the match will be split 50-50 between Childline and the veterans' charity SAFA. Tickets are available now at www.millwalltickets.com. www.millwalltickets.com The Wonderwall Cup, Sunday, May the 26th, 2019. See you there. Nick, looking on, uh, anything else on social media, pal? We've, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty much a torrent of, um, of, of you know, poor comment. But one thing I'd put on, on the um, 
Twitter earlier on was asked for a few highlights and lowlights of the season. So um, just one here. Um, SB, Bridport line, highlight of the season was Everton. I think everyone probably would go for that, that play, yeah, great game. You know, great occasion. Yeah. Lowlight Bolton, after, after, in his case, after two nights in Manchester. So, um, hero uh, for the season for SB has been Ben Thompson. And I think, you know, we've said it a few times in this show already, um, how one young player can come in and make that amount of difference is it's been incredible. Um, I've asked for a few villains. So we've got, SB says, Yuri Skalak. I think that's a bit harsh on Yuri, because I don't think he's really done that much. He hasn't done that I, much. I think people have forgotten what he looks like. <laughs> I know he's got like a Mohican-style haircut, hasn't he? Um, I never hashtag knew that. Vo- hashtag vote Skalak. Yeah, vote I mean, Skalak. A, a, a voice that I, I I respect Tony Monday, but he puts his he puts his opinions in a, um, a no holds barred way. He's almost like the Roy Keane of of, um, of Millwall in some ways. Tony, I, I know you're listening to the show, mate. Hello, um, Tony. He's, I mean, what, one 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 post here from earlier on. Um, it's no coincidence, says Tony. After Harris um, was, you know, the, the long ball tactics, the direct style was. Um, start to draw the abuse of fans that the, uh, the the tactics changed. We we do look better when we try and work the ball around. We, we've you know been working the ball in little triangles more in recent games, and when it works, it works quite well. Um, he said that we're trying to amend our. You know, Harris says we we try and amend our system according to the opposition, which um, totally takes issue with because um, we said we played for 86 games hoofing it when we we could have been playing another style. Can I um, can I can I shout? Can I do one, please, Nick? Yeah, yeah. Can I shout out Sharon Wentworth, whose um, whose whose username is at Wentworth Sharon. Good, good idea there, Sharon. I like that. I like that. She's um, she sent us. Um, You'll never know uh, you are, Sharon. Yeah, exactly. She sent us a cold blow lane and captured on BBC sorting my flag out. It's a lovely little video of the BBC highlight of her sorting her flag out during uh, the Brighton game. But then her during the Everton game, it's a lovely photo of her with with like a hat. And, and the den 25 years ago sat right next to the dugout. And I'll tell you something, Sharon, we will put that off. To, we'll send that off to the club. We'll send that off to Mr. Bye for now. And hopefully, give it a year or two, you'll probably be in the club shop or something, in a frame or something like that. So, yeah, nice one for the picture, Sharon. I really appreciate it, mate. Well, we've got, we've got the club shop highlights coming up later. And almost they'll, they'll, if they'll sell you a framed photo of Sharon, then they will do, because they'll anything for money in, in the club shop. <laughs> How dare um, you? Grump- How dare you? Grumpy Grimace picks out Everton. Um, low light for Grumpy is the defeat to Swansea at home. 1-0, I've forgotten this game. Can, can I shout Grumpy out as well? 1-0, I thought, for, I thought um, that was 2-1. 1-0 up. And, uh, Swansea oh, well, down to 10 men. We lost. Well, sorry, sorry. We, we were leading and then they come back and beat us yeah. 2-1. And hit the post um, in the 90th minute. I'd forgotten that one. I'd re- that one had a bit erased from my mind. Uh, Grumpy can I... Can I, can I ver- Oh, no, no, so I was just going to shout Grumpy out for his excellent knowledge of sartorial sort of sartorial. Sartor, his excellent sartorial knowledge, actually, because um, yesterday there was a post on Twitter about shirts and collars, and Grumpy was quick to to mention you know the different types of collar cuts of collar and the different types of tie knots. And I, I, I'm very oh, okay. very impressed. And I'll tell you something, that geezer, you know, he's, he's a culture vulture. As, as in the Windsor knot, the four in hand, the old exactly, tie exactly, knot, the old that. school okay. tie knot, the peanut, everything. We do, do you know we what do that is? Same style at the day. Yeah, that 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 that's something that you'd need on the final chase. That kind mate, of knowledge. He, he's a legend, Grumpy. Grumpy, you know what, mate? You, you, you're a hero for that. Well done. 
grumpy's hero is Shane Ferguson, um, scoring a thunderbolt from a short corner. I'm just trying to think when that was. When did we, we scored a thunderbolt from a short corner. I'm just trying to think which game that was. But anyway, uh, for me, the story of Shane's comeback has been wonderful. A real, a real sporting, um, you know, story to come back from so far out in the cold and come back to be a first choice player. Grumpy's villain, um, shield, hold, put your hand over your ears uh, on this one, Aaron. It's Love Sport Radio. I think this is <gasps> a ton, a ton of awesome Love Sport. Uh, they, they, they were playing catchy up with, with talk sport, really, weren't they, when, when the, uh, the shit was hitting the fan earlier on in the season. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, interesting one here from a, a Birmingham fan, Tony Edmond, um, answering the, another tweet. He says, to be honest, Mill were one of the best teams he's seen at St Andrews this season. This That was a 2-0 win at Birmingham, wasn't it? Um, the Blues were awful on the night, but the Lions were better than Leeds, he says, uh, and Sheffield United and Derby. I mean, I, I think that's one odd thing from the season. I don't know if you'd agree with this, Michael, but it's it's been it's been patchy because there's been moments where we've you had a sense that there's something potentially there in the team, but they've just not produced it on any consistent basis. Not even within the game, we've had we've had poor patches and then little moments where we've looked okay and then it's all gone off the wheels have come off the bus again. It fits and starts. Yeah, exactly. It was like I mean, I know it's easy to stay at the start of the season when you're sort of like living off what you did last year. But, I mean, I thought the Derby game in the Middlesbrough games, I know the Middlesbrough game was disappointing, you know, how we conceded the late goals. But the way the Derby and the Middlesbrough games were going, everyone was thinking, cool, we might actually be in with a sniff again. We're actually playing all right. And then to go away at Blackburn, get the draw, because if you get a promoted League One side early on, that's always got the potential to be a banana skin, especially away. Um, and so to go away to Blackburn Rovers and, and get a draw as well, and then do well in the cup as, uh, in the League Cup against the Plymouth and Gillinghams, you thought we're on a pretty, like as you say, Nick, we're on a pretty decent run. And then and then mm. the wheels fell off, the engine fell out, and everything else. It sounds like one of the motors that Harry makes. <laughs> or Harry's internet reception. It comes comes and goes. When it's good, it's very good. When it's bad, it's horrid. Um, Middlesbrough, a few people have mentioned the opening game of the, fi- the, the season, the opening day fixture against Middlesbrough at home. Um, Charles Efford mentions Aidan O'Brien's first goal against Middlesbrough has been one of the highlights of the season. And then in the same game, in the same game, the awful defensive um, second half, where I think we gave up a 2-0 lead, Michael, didn't we? In that game, it was, yeah. we were 2-0 up, we, we gave it up. And in a sense, you could roll the whole season up into that into that um, 90 minutes because it was it was a constant um, getting ourselves in front and then giving points up. Self-inflicted, other people have said, self-inflicted damage. So can I can I can I interject here and tell everyone know. about a dream I had yesterday? Another dream. Oh, by all, oh, by all means. Yeah, it involves Christoph Kinney. Christoph Kinney. There's a good yeah. uh, a good old name from the past. Yeah. Well, basically, can, I, I imagine. <laughs> I, I imagine that we were all playing in the Wonderwall Cup, yeah? All right. Which, by the way, will be live on Acton Millwall. Shout out. Um, <laughs> except Got some method. Stuff. I don't know how it's going to happen yet, but anyway. Yeah, that, don't worry. We're, we're, st- <laughs> we're still working out if we can use like that, you know, cup on a string thing. But yeah. Harry, Harry's, Harry's doing it from Chernobyl, yeah. Harry's head of engineering. So, you know, it might, it might be live, but a year delay or something. Anyway, um, basically, the situation was, is um, you had Christoph Kinne there and like he gets up and we're all like sitting there and I don't know why we're playing but we're in like full sort of gear mm. and Christoph Kinne is there but it's not him it, it's Christoph Dugarry do you remember him he used to play for Birmingham oh wow well, yeah. yeah and he keeps saying no no I'm Christoph Kinne I'm Christoph Kinne I'm just like just growing my hair in there and I'm like no 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 you're not you're Christoph Dugarry but yeah 
and then I woke up. That's, so, a, weird, uh, that's a weird dream. You need therapy for that. Weird, very, very weird, mate. Very, very weird. It's, it's all that cheese I've been eating before bed. There was a, a totally different subject. There was a wonderful um, Twitter uh, thread. You have a thread on Twitter, don't you, from a, a bloke called Arthur Godfrey. I don't know if you, anyone's seen this. It was about, um, I don't know which team he supports. It was, it was on a railway carriage with Millwall fans coming back from Aston Villa. Oh, yeah. yeah and sure. um, it, I thought it might be worth a, a, re, a reread just to take our, tip our hats to Arthur Godfrey, who's taken quite a bit of praise, actually. In all fair, one thing we can do is laugh at ourselves at the den, and I think a lot of people have nodded to Arthur Godfrey for his comments about um, this curious breed of human known as Millwall fans. So he's come up with some hard and fast rules here to be a member or a Millwall fan listeners. So see if you agree with this. We'll, we'll run through seven seven um, rules of being a Millwall fan. Number one is you do not wear club clothing or insignia under any circumstances. You don't wear replica shirts. Have you seen the shit they sell in the club shop? <laughs> I think I think I think that applies for most people. You do get some, you do see a few shirts. But we don't sell anywhere near the amount of replica shirts that you'll see at some other clubs. I mean, it's just it just isn't the market for it at the den. So, I think he's probably spot on. Would you agree with that, Michael? The, the club clothing doesn't doesn't really um, carry much much favour at the den, does it? That's probably why they brought out a grey kit and an orange kit this year because they know no one will buy it. No anyway. one will wear Can it. Can I just say I'm I'm interested in the orange kit. The, that, 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 that lurid orange, all orange affair. I'm yeah. interested in it. I think it looked very good. We've, well, I, I was hoping for a better performance on Monday. We've actually not played badly when we were wearing that. That's, that's obviously the, uh, the Sheffield United <coughs> away uh, all orange kit. But on, on Monday, it, it seemed to work to, against us. Um, rule number two is you, you don't wear the club clothing, but you do wear overpriced casual designer wear. Stone Island, I would think, would be uh, probably a label of choice. It's Peter, we've lost Harry, actually, because he's, he's more the expert on what labels are in at the moment and what labels are out i'm, I'm, I'm rather um you know or, or club shop khaki jackets it's, it's lacoste still in i don't know if never know if lacoste is still in or out but that's that if you ask me a label someone always comes to my you know first in my my mind um cna cna joe blogs at debenhams <laughs> harry fenton you <Yeah>. <laughs> Number three, rule number three, you have to have a permanent competition to sound the most cockney in the group. T's and H's are strictly forbidden off their boat, as he puts uh, it. I've got to have a, I've got a, 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 like that. You've got to be, you glossal stops. You need a lot of glossal stops to be a mill fan. You what, you what, yeah. <laughs> number four, all other clubs are to be referred to as those cunts. All, all clubs are cunts, except clubs which have a reputation for violence or are referred to then as those fucking cunts. Um, rule number three applies when pronouncing these subriquets. Subriquet is a good word, isn't it? Subriquet. Um, so yeah, you mustn't pronounce your T's and H's if you're going to. Well, you, you wouldn't use that in those. I suppose in the in the team names you might have a T or an H, and you must not uh, use it if you're also going to call them those fucking cunts from West Ham. West Ham, I suppose, would be the most um, you know appropriate one there. Every number five, every town or city you go to, Aaron, is called a shithole, except yeah, Cardiff and. Oh. A Cardiff and Swansea, they're both called sheep shagging shit horse. <laughs> Again, rule three applies about not pronouncing your T's and H's when you're saying that. Um, rule number six, uh, train carriages labelled the quiet zone are an open invitation to invade and be thrice. Thrice is another good word. Thrice as loud as usual. Any any summoned train guards are to be instructed to fuck right off. I think I've been on that train. And finally, number seven, uh, lager and cider must be consumed from breakfast onwards and relentlessly throughout the day. Um, he says he thinks he could fit right in. And, well, no um, mention of Coach One. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
number eight, you never get on coach one. <laughs> and, and, and then he make, mentions the, um, the what we call the wall of sound, the, the monk chant, the, the, the glotto stopped syllable, moo, meow, which is, uh, eliminates L's from uh, from an eight letter word, which he says is quite an achievement. So It's M E W W W W W R R R W W W. Yeah. Yeah, so and, well and done, Arthur God, Godfrey. And not to be confused with Phil Spector who shoots people by accident. The Lord of <laughs> Well done, Arthur Godfrey. I think that's quite an accurate um, summary of what it is to be a Millwall fan. So, um, well done. I, I quite enjoyed reading that anyway. And, and nice one, Arthur, too. lad. Absolutely. So, shall we do the club shop, Michael? Is it time oh, for the club oh, shop update? Oh, Where oh, you can find bargains of the Casbah. I'll, I'll <laughs> lead us in with um, the, uh, the old Pick a Pocket or Two song. You're staring at the uh, pocket handkerchiefs, eh, my dear? <laughs> we just hung them up, ready for the wash. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a laundry, then, sir? Yeah, that's right, a laundry. Exactly, my boy. I suppose a laundry would be a very nice thing indeed. But um, our line of business pays a little better, don't it, boys? Not all mine. You see, Oliver, in this life, one thing counts in the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on trees. You've got to pick a pocket or two. You've got to pick one, a in this life, one thing counts in the bank, large amounts. Away you go, Michael. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. We've got, we've got, oh, got, we've got a, little, a, little, a little glee club of, of items here, haven't we? Look at this. A cat we, tag. We, we... We do. Would, would you like me to take the lead, uh, Mr. Hart? You one? go. Pick, pick your one. I'll, I'll, I'll come in with the next one after you. I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you what, Aaron, you don't normally see these in advance, do you? you, you, you get no, email, I keep... You like them, you, well, you know me. Day. I've changed my role on the Club Shop update. I'm head of external Club Shop news now, the current affairs section, because I'm looking for controversy all around the country. So you, you stick to the internal stuff, mate, because you know what? I, I, I just enjoy the sheer surprise. <laughs> so... Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, do you need a new case for your glasses? <laughs> do you need multiple cases for your glass? And do you like to live life on the wild side and order items online spontaneously without actually knowing what they are? Well, is this you, Aaron? Maybe. Well, if the answer to these is yes, then make your way down to the usual place the Millwall Club shop, because not just stopping at being a- unable to spell, get their grammar right, or proofread their items for <laughs> £5 with a 50% discount. Yes, it was originally a tenner. You could be the owner of either a protective shelf for your specs or multiple cool bags for your beer glass. <laughs> what the hell? Is yes. it glass? Uh, because there's no picture, is there? Is, uh, is it no, a glass? No, no, glass? Exactly. I'm no picturing being like a pair of... Today. Yeah, they're Millwall glasses cases. So as there's no image online, please note, there's no image online for this item. And due to not letting the intern put the picture online, we genuinely don't know what this is. We don't know what it is. Because I, I, I had in mind, when you said glass glasses cases, I pictured that being like, you know what, you put your spectacles when you pick up your, your, your glasses from spec savers. I don't know if listeners out there would you know, have to go and have their eyes tested, but you get your glasses, you get buy your brand new glasses, you get like a little, um, you know, like a little, little um, case that you put your glasses in. So that's what but I picked. Do they're not thing. giving out them on the NHS anymore, Nick? <laughs> I've worn those in the past. I had the old wire ones that went around the ears, so it didn't fall off your head. As Bloody as a, hell. A, a young a child, a long time ago now. Um, 
but because there's no picture, I, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I think it's been a spectacle case, but I'm now wondering whether it is actually a case to put drinking glasses in. Um, but it's, it's a. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Can someone order this and tweet what it is? Please. What's the returns policy in case I get the thing that I don't want? Yeah, well, don't worry, got, it's not in stock. You've got to physically take it to the, the, the club shop during the course of the summertime. You've got to get your fiver back. I, honestly, it's, it's madness because you don't know what this is. I don't know what it is. I wouldn't read this description. Yeah, on, honestly, this, I, I know this is a sort of parody section. Believe it or not, this isn't normally this, serious, but we genuinely is, don't know what this is. This is beyond beyond parody. And and on the same on the same in the same vein um there's a, a mural cat tag um now i never knew that you tagged your cat um i know that dogs have a a little disc around the neck you know with, with, on a collar and i mean i mean it'll be a bit odd if you got into the army and go go down there get your cat tag yeah, but it's like get your dog tag, not your. Anyway. This, but there is no image, so I don't know what this mural cat tag looks like. I presume it to be a small disc with a, I guess, a roaring lion on one side. And I suppose you'd have your cat's name, and your. I don't know what would you have on the other side of the your cat tag. Would you have a, it's just it's just, <laughs> just a mural badge on it. Um, but anyway, let, let me read out the um the little piece that that um, we've got here. Mural cat tag has your goth child who you recently bought a mill dog collar for, entered a more feline stage. <laughs> £2.50 for this thing. Does your little kitty get picked up by other cats? Your little pussy get picked up by other cats next door? And do you still have the urge to buy an item that you physically have not seen as it's not on the club shop site? <laughs> well, you know where to go if you answer these questions is yes, because with a 44.44% off discount, that price is only two quid. The original price of this cat tag was £4.50. You too can be the owner of a milk cat tag. Note, there is no cat collar to attach this to. Oh, it's just a tag, is it? There is no cat collar to attach this to. I, th oh, wait, wait, wait. I thought, so what is it? No cat included? No cat collar. No, I'm no, right. no, no. Forget the collar. I'm talking about a cat. Oh, you won't get a cat for £2. Well, you, know, you go to fantasy <laughs> cats and dogs home, you get one for nothing. But... Um, this is just a disc, basically. Is, you attach it to a cat collar. I, th yeah. I think they do need to write no cat included, just in case. <laughs> well, again, we have no idea what this looks like. So this is a... Again, really... again, again, Aaron, there's no image. There's no image. No, it's just like um, the words mill cat tag, price £2.50, and you're left none the wiser as to what it looks like or why you might want it if you want to spend your £2.50 on, on such a thing. Who orders this shit in? Who gets this stuff? <laughs> do, do, do you know what? Do you know what? Who, who must order this in on bulk and go, this is so shit we're not putting a picture online and just hoping someone will buy it? <laughs> it's not exactly a retail vision, is it? I mean, you wouldn't get old... Um, the yeah, the woman was it the, the Queen of Shops, Mary Mary Portillas Paul, is her name, but was it? Oh, she does. Oh, that's the one, she yeah. re revamps the high street shops. I mean, this this is like a, a case study for her, I should think. Um, can I just say? Can I just say before we go on, I have to say a big thank you to the club shop for being the uh, constant in the uh, Acton Millwall series, regardless of what of what medium brand we're on. Well, because... I mean, I mean, go on, go on, Mickey. No, I was just going to say it, it, it's the gift, as we said, that keeps on giving. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, you know, was was in cahoot with a a club representative who listens to this podcast. All right, mate. Um, and uh, and he he freely admitted. Oh, sorry, he slash she freely admitted that it is a shambles. It is shambles. It is a shambles, and and it's quite funny to listen to. So yeah, um, viva la club shop update. 
I, yes. I, I don't. I mean, it's, it's survived for many years. The Mill Club shop has been um, an odd, an oddity since I'd started going in the. 70s it used to have like a little hut on on cold blow lane itself and it re- literally was a hut and there was like a a, a counter and then you asked for your, your your scarf and they would go and get it for you and that was how it was but i i don't know how a football club in the in 2019 has allowed this situation to come to pass because i mean this is this is obviously we're focusing on the tat aren't we i mean the, 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 there's a tattoo set that we may cover yet before we close oh, this you've ruined it. but well i still your thunder <laughs> i still your thunder but it's it's just I mean the, it, it it breaks your heart because there's it could be such a generator of income there's so much interest in our club way disproportionate to you know um, the, the our achievements on the field because you know how many times we've been this season where we've seen you know mentioned the the trip advisor set that have come to Millwall to for the day out and there's a club shop selling utter shit and you think why did, if you get this right there's a there's a little gold mine going on there you know? whoa, 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 whoa. are you trying to say that the Millwall whiskey decanter that you can have with your name printed on it or the vase or whatever it is is utter shit. I for, for, for £125. I beg to differ, mate. I know what I'm spending my gyro on. Who wants to do the tattoos? Who wants to do the tattoos? I'm, 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 I'll, I'll move on. So, hey, actually, before we do, because that kindly feeds after another point, would you mind oh, if I um, went no, on to the go, Merino go. Heritage? Marie, no, go for it, mate. Heritage are you, party. Are you ready for this? So, yeah. so Aaron, Aaron Paul, mm. can you put a price on quality? Not really, mate. Does the word heritage spell out high design fashion to you? Mate, it's, it sounds like it's from like the exclusive collection. Are Mo- you mo- Modelled model by Tamir Hassan, but yeah. <laughs> are you at an age where cardigans are the top of your shopping list? And what does Merino actually mean m-e-r-i-n-o well, i mean i mean car- cardigans yes dolphin, miami dolphins and uh, merino um i mean it just it just it just screams marks and spencer's class <laughs> so yeah. michelle so michelle well, well for it for a hugely hugely ladies and gentlemen and uh club officials who listen to the show hugely discounted 83.33 percent off the original retail price of sixty pounds. 60, Sixty quid for that. How much? Sixty quid. The original they were selling this at one point for sixty pound. Jesus Christ. That works out to be fifty percent off. So it tells you just how good this cardigan is. You can get yourself an MFC Merino Wool Heritage cardigan. So this is just what you need as the temperature gets warmer. <laughs> that's right that's true yeah one thing i would say with this this cardigan it's, it's only available in small and it's going for a tenner listeners. <laughs> um but but and a little bit like neil harris's tactics at times this season it kind of blunders and hints at something more this this is kind of the route that might sell more i mean i think 60 pounds is strong for it but anyway um it, it, it hints at what people might want to buy because it's a discreet little roaring lion. It, the, the roaring lion you know, it could be could be slightly better. Um, the quality of the gear could be better. Um, but this is... In, Shit. In the, <laughs> it's, it's like Blind Man's Buff. I don't know if kids still play such games, but um, you're kind of blundering towards something that's, that's that there's, there's, there's a target to go for here. This is the kind of thing, but not this, not this item. I would say that. Um, yeah. So someone somewhere has got a, a, the vaguest idea of 
there must be like when the cavemen started rubbing twigs together so that make fire, you know. Someone somewhere must have well, if you keep rubbing this twig together, a spark might arise at some point. And I think this this is a, a modern day example of that. Um, mm. but it's the, the Reno wall heritage. A tenor. Mm. I, I wouldn't yeah. wear it. I wouldn't fit into it. It's a, it's a only small small yeah, size. There one. you are. Well 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 swiftly moving on. Mm. So although we have mentioned the earlier cardigan item, we need to remember that when the sun comes out, what comes out? Uh, sunglasses the guns the guns come out (laughs) not the knobbly knees when the sun comes out the guns come out and what better way to show off your power arms that have been hidden under mill jumpers oversized female tops and awful khaki coats than a new Millwall tattoo but Aaron Instead of Gat and Nick as well, also got to remember you haven't got any ink, have you, Nick? I haven't got any tats, no. no. Have you not, Nick? No. I thought no. you would have had something back in the day. No, uh, mate, no. Acton no, no, Millwall on his back, across his shoulders. I, I'm, I'm, I'm as born. If the ladies are listening, I'm as, as, as I was as I emerged into this. Well, well, Nick, I tell you what, if you if you ever feel like you know uh, getting a nice pierced ear, a convertible, and a new tattoo, so instead of going to a, car, a tattoo parlor. Make your way to the club shop where for only three pounds, three pounds, which is 50% off, you can get a pack of Millwall tattoos. So, no need for a needle, no need for permanent ink, and no need to grab your 10 inch zamper, Aaron, in nervousness <laughs> at getting a new tattoo. Oh. These, these lick and stick tattoos are the envy of all those in the ZZ Top tribute bands and biker gangs. <laughs> Ideal for, for someone who's having a midlife crisis but doesn't want to go the whole, the whole hog and have it you know, have there tattoo you are. done. Um, gents, oh. can, I, can, I, can I do the quickly the club shop news from around the country because we've had a couple on, of bits mate. of controversy. Um, the first one is is Mark Johnson, who's who's talked about Aston Villa. He's oh, actually, this is um, outrageous. Sorry, Aaron, yeah, you're mate, right. Brace yourself. Fucking outrageous. This, this so this geezer has basically designed, I think, what does he do? Let me just hover over. He's... Um, Probably he's like a designer. He, no, he's, he's like a graphic designer. He's like a graphic designer, yeah? So he designs like, different bits and pieces. And what he's done is he's designed a range of T-shirts, Nick, which actually is quite a good idea. So basically, okay. you know you have all the different kits, yeah? Yeah. Imagine, like, the number nine with, like, a different few Millwall kits, which are, like, cut across different bits and basically just, like, put together, like, a mosaic, effectively. It actually a is mosaic. a really good idea. It looks good. It's a nice T-shirt. You know, okay. something a bit casual and all that. Well, guess what? The club have only ripped it off and then they've started sticking it in the club <laughs> shop and um, and everyone else. I mean, he's put it on Twitter. Let's have a look at some of the comments. Um, and he goes, uh, Charlie's gone, that's a shame. Where do I get yours? And he started obviously hyping up on it. Um, let's. Uh, Matt said yours are much better. Uh, yeah, poor that they've done that, to be fair. Uh, football shirt collector said that's rubbish, mate. Uh, Forza 27, wow, very poor from AVFC official, even if you're a freelance, even if another freelancer done it for them, it's pretty obvious to all, it's a cheap rip-off of your work, so look, football clubs, come on man, you know, you've got the humble geezer out here, he's just trying to make a bit of just money. Just trying to make a few quid, you yeah. know, You know, you know, come on, like, he's, he's done well there. Anyway, on to my next bit, Nick, and I, I know you're, you're, you know, you are a man of God, Nick. And, I, I, um, I, I, I pray, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a man of God, and Easter to you is is a big celebration. What what what, what Easter egg did you get, by the way, Nick? Um, Easter egg. We, we we had a nice nice bit of lint lint Ooh. chocolate. Ooh. We like a bit of lint. We 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 try and take it upbeat, um, Aaron. You know, um, once upon a time I might make do with a Cadbury's cream egg, but these days Mrs. Hart and I we go in for a nice little bit of lint. With the, you the, like the, you the, like the, the little, finer chocolate. Yeah, the, the, those little you get the, the actual egg, and then you get the, the little selection of the lint. 
Um, they're like uh, like a little uh, little ball chocolates. Very nice. You cashed in on that pension early, Nick. <laughs> in my dreams, not yet. Mate, not yet. How, how much are those ads for Exeter Millwall? Yeah, exactly. Jeez, man, they're about ten pound. And even oh, I've, been, yeah. I, okay, I've been doing the rounds today. I've been down the supermarkets to see what's about in terms of you know the, the cheap Easter egg. And even the limp ones, they're still sitting at ten pound. Mickey Avery, what's your choice of Easter egg? I have to say, Mrs. A got me a nice double decker this year. Double decker, good Very choice, nice. good choice. Very nice. They're still holding value around the two fifty mark as well in Sainsbury's. Catherine Gallagher said definitely Cadbury's massive fruit and nut egg. Actual egg has chocolate mega thick to get fruit and okay. nuts and comes with a separate sharing bar. No idea what that means. Catherine, I salute you. And I actually found that your whole nut version of that. But a Tesco, it's still £6. What I'm waiting for, Catherine, um, is I'm waiting for a few kids to go and beat up the boxes. So come Monday, they'll be about a quid and I'll go and buy a couple. Anyway, um, looking at the, uh, the, the, uh, the Easter egg situation and a headline I picked up on uh, about a week ago now on the BBC News website is that Bristol City fans' anger at £7 rip-off Easter egg in the club shop. Yeah, sure, Emma, a football, yeah, yeah. Um, seven bob. A football club shop has been criticised for rebranding a one-pound Easter egg and selling it for seven pounds. So what Bristol City have done, naughty, naughty, is mm. they've bought the cream egg Easter egg, they've taken the egg out, they've eaten the actual cream egg itself, and then they've just stuck it in a a Bristol sport box. I think they've got a few different teams, like a basketball team, Bristol Flyers, and Bristol City, and all that, and they're selling it for seven bob. And Michael McGuinness um, has said, despite being my club, I've got to bring this up. Bristol City selling one pound Easter eggs with a Bristol City cardboard cover for seven pounds, um, which led them, the, the, I mean, the BBC's research team to pick up also that uh, Bristol City are selling the uh, Bristol City Toblerone as well. Uh, no. which we, we, we've come across as well, um, oh, which is available scandalous. for 12 pounds um, when you can get, a similar sort of toe brand for about £3.50. So, yeah, absolute controversy in the club shop industry this week. Real, real horrendous real stories. So, so that, Bristol, that Bristol Easter egg is, mm. is literally just a, a chocolate egg with nothing no, in it. No, it's a Cadbury's egg. So they've literally gone and bought a Cadbury's Easter egg. Yeah. Taken and out just the box it in... and put it in a new box. That yeah. is shocking, isn't it? That is shocking. I, I mean, we're, we're making fun, and we make fun of the Mill Club shop. We're making fun of... So, but these these are examples, I think, of the way that football industry tries to screw its customers. Like they're they're you know they're just they're just units. I mean, it, it goes to the very very top table. Of no, football. I'm 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 sorry, Nick. I, I need to interrupt because the final item of the club shop update screams Millwall. We were talking about that list earlier on. We was talking about that list earlier on of what makes a Millwall fan and all that malarkey. Uh. If this item here does not scream Bermondsey, I don't know what is. Are you ready, Aaron? I'm ready, mate. Do you know what, listeners? I don't normally give you a lot of shout-out directly, but I think you might need to have a sit-down for this one. So, do you, I'm, I'm going to ask you both together. Do you like to be beside the seaside? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Who does? Do you, want to, do you want to go on a little jolly holiday? Why not? Always up to a nice little jolly. And... Do you like to go down to Sheerness and Laysdown's finest coastal establishments but simply cannot afford the train fare? Possibly. <laughs> From time to time. Just say yes for the sake of the QBC advert. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, everyone, well, look no further than the Millwall Club Shop where you'll be able to bring that weekend away feel to the streets of Bermondsey because for the fantastic price of only 50 pence with 90% off, originally... 
Aaron Paul originally, these were a fiver. Five. You strong. can buy yourself, brace yourself, I'm really not joking. You can buy yourself not one, not two, not three, but a Millwall four pack of rock. Rock. Seaside rock. It's just five pounds for that. I mean, honestly, I mean, 50p at the moment, you'd, you'd probably say, yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't buy it. When was the last time you had a stick of rock, Nick? Stick of rock? Bloody hell. Um,. I must have been a kid, I suppose, when we used to go on holidays to places like Lays Down, Sheppy, and not when you went on, so. not when you went on the secret romantic weekend with Mrs. Hart that you didn't want to tell anyone. Stick <laughs> 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 the, the jokes write themselves there, don't they? <laughs> anyway, we'll move, move on, move on from that. Four pack of rock. Oh my God, fifty p seems a fair price. A fiver seems extremely strong, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I wonder if people. Do, I'd love to see the the. Um, the uh, the shop returns. Has anyone bought this stuff at any point over the course of the season? I mean, the best I, thing is, is what we need to do. I is we actually need to go it. through the club accounts and look at the fixed. We do need. And all that. We need to go through the know? club accounts. If, if they're listening, I know we know they listen. We want to go through the club accounts. So uh, maybe one day, and if you don't know what, it can be it can be the debut. It could be the debut Acton Mill video. Mike Levy, Aaron Paul, Harry Warren, and Nick Hart working in the club shop. Oh, oh mate! I'd love I'll, to. I'll put a pair of sliders on and get slagged off on the. On do, you the re- do you reckon? Do you reckon? Um, do you reckon a certain like, mop-haired member of staff can show me how to use the printing machine? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there's no wires, so you can only get Gregor on the mix. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fantastic. Uh, and, and that's your weekly club shop update, ladies and gentlemen. It is the uh, the club shop update, the ultimate in uh, in in retail-based audio. It's absolutely brilliant. It's your Millwall fan show. Um, question: Why is Millwall Stoke kicking off at one thirty on Saturday? Uh, I think I mean it's it's got security overtones in it. Millwall Stoke traditionally is a fairly hot fixture, um, and there's also a lot going on in London at the moment. I, I came back through the city today, and there's protests left, right, and centre. So I think the police resources are stretched, and they want to get it over and done with early doors. But it seems a bit silly, to be honest. With I you. think but, also uh, as well to be fair. I think also it was originally meant to be the last game of the season, which traditionally is always kicked off early, isn't it? It's always Palace, been an early Palace are playing at home. Spurs are playing at home. Fulham are playing at home. Watford mm. at home. Uh, QPR at home. Elsewhere, Wimbledon at home. Quite a few games going on in London. Quite a few. Yes. Stokes travelling support traditionally is, they, they bring a lot. They're normally loud inside the stadium. They're, they're Singing good Tom Jones. Traveling. Yeah, um, I've, you know, I've, I've got a lot of time for Stoke. It's one of those old school kind of clubs. And, um, My man's got a yeah. phobia. About Stoke. No, Stoke-on-Trent. Um, He's actually got a phobia of Stoke-on-Trent. Like, if you if you mention the word Stoke-on-Trent to him... He doesn't like, like it. He could, no, he, get, he goes all weird. Like, I know he's banned from certain parts of Scandinavia, but um, <laughs> he is actually banned from, like, Sweden and, like, I think Sweden, Norway and Denmark he's banned from... Um, <laughs> For but, what? You know, <laughs> it, was with, it was to do with Sony Ericsson and Nokia, but we'll talk about it off air. But he's <laughs> never Scandinavia, but Stoke on Trent, like literally, you know, we always talk about it. even like if we're driving to Manchester or something like that, he goes a bit funny when we pass Stoke on Trent. It's like he, he, he's got a phobia of Stoke on Trent. He'll, he'll freely admit he's got a phobia of Stoke on Trent. Does, does he do the shudder? Yeah, he goes really weird. Like if you mention it, you're like, oh, mate, fucking, it's only Stoke. Delilah, that's their song. Delilah. It's normally fairly impressive when they do Delilah, I think. But uh, so yeah, yeah, when they, they do the one line. They, <laughs> they, she they, saw they, me they, laughing. Ha ha ha. 
I put my uh, ten inch zamper in her hand and she laughed. And she laughed no more. Why, why, why? Delilah. So yeah, I think that's why it's kicking off early. Um, a win would be fantastic. Um, just to sort this damnable season out and have done with it. So um, are we, we're not doing the predictions yet. Are we doing the score predictions? Shall we do them now? Score predictions for yeah, Saturday. I'm going to predict that we're going to win. Um, I think we'll do it. We'll get over the line, and, and then we can forget about the season and write it off to you know grim memory. So Millwall one, Stoke City nil. Mickey Avery. I was going to go one nil, but I can't take that now. So I'll go. I'll go for a two one. They've drawn a lot of games Stoke this season. I think they've drawn the most in the championship. Um, so I'm go- I'm going to go for a one nil as well, Nick. I, I really think. Yeah. Um, I really think it's got one nil written all over it, and, and a do bit it in of your safety. voice. Do it in your BBC voice. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Millwall one, Stoke City in my Hamish Marshall voice. Uh, yeah, 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 home counties, you know. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> Millwall one, Stoke City nil. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. Uh, Mickey Avery's going to close off the show with us tonight. So uh, oh, that's be- all... before we, before we go, um, are we going to? Uh... Do the Teds next season? Uh, next That's week, right. Yeah, the, sorry, just just to announce our, our inaugural um, award ceremony, Nick. I mean, you know, you've got the end of season awards. If you don't want to pay a hundred pound, ninety nine pound to the, attend a, the club end cheaper, of season awards, a cheaper version, shouldn't we? Maybe hold well, yeah, a pub in, in somewhere. You know, pub, yeah. we'll get we'll get them up for pie and mash or something like that. For six pound <laughs> fifty, you could have the Teds, and the players we'll might the be t- there. They might not be there. But yeah, <laughs> the Ted Awards. I guess, yeah. Named after Teddy Sherring, in case anyone's asking. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Do you, know who, do you know my money to win it is? Oh, Jake Cooper. Sex pot of the season. Yeah. Oh, Jake Cooper, nut job of the year. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, we, 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 we've got some special guests coming on on the shows, you know. Also, keep the interaction. It's quite nice. Yeah. Nice bit of interaction. Apologies for Harry, who, who left us earlier on. The, the uh, reception and the, and the radiation chamber just became too much. So he did start the show, but he didn't finish it. But that's the story of Harry's life, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, all from, uh, that's all from us uh, right now, though. Do join us back at halftime for a bit more entertainment. Until then, enjoy the game. And young Mickey Avery. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 